0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is Matthew Cresswell of Stories from the Vortex here, inviting you to join us at Con the North Alabama Doctor Who convention, taking place June 25th and 26th, 2016, at the Embassy Suites in downtown Huntsville, Alabama. Guests include Colin Baker, the sixth doctor, Fraser Hines, who played Jamie McCrimmon alongside Patrick Troughton's second doctor, Andrew Cartmel, script editor of the seventh doctor era, Caitlin Blackwood, who played the young Amelia Pond, and Kelly Yates, who's worked on the IDW and Titan Doctor Who comics. Also there will be myself and Mary Lang presenting a panel on the Big Finish audios on Saturday afternoon, as well as a live recording of the 20-megabyte Doctor Who podcast on Sunday afternoon. We'll hope you'll join us there. Welcome to Stories from the Vortex, I'm Matthew Kressel, and I'm lucky enough to be joined once again, and yes, she is back, the one, the only, Mary Lyke. Hello! And of course we're joined by the man from the land down under, the often insufferable Robert Haynes.
1: It's not a magic wand. Isn't it? No. (laughs) Which I'm glad they put that line in uh, one of the uh, audio stories, because I hate it being you know, during those eras, it was waved about, well, it's like a magic wand, but we'll do this and that. Yes.
0: Well, as Robert's comment may have hinted at, we're going to be talking about something that, in really what's been, what, a year or 18 months full of one major mm. release from Big Finish after the other, is probably the most high-profile thing the company has done since the 50th anniversary. And that is, of course, the 10th Doctor Adventures seeing the return to big finish of david tennant though this time playing of course the role of the tenth doctor the role he made well iconic on television but not only is he appearing but catherine tate who played donna noble is back alongside him as well and as i said this is probably the most high profile thing big finish has done since light at the end for the 50th anniversary and certainly highly anticipated but so
2: anticipated that uh
0: when your servers crashed yes yes (laughs) front cover yes front cover of doctor who magazine the website crashed what three or four times in the space of a few hours a limited edition box Mm. set which is just about sold out but with Mm. all of that hype and expectation did it live up and that's the question we'll hopefully be taking a look at today but before we do that let's enjoy the trailer shall we
2: coming soon from big finish productions doctor who the 10th doctor adventures
0: what is this place
2: Calibris, brilliant place! An entirely
1: mechanical planet. Catch, hitch, fuel, fix, buy, pretty much any kind of transportation. In existence. This empire's a massive leap in user-friendly tech. Meadow Digital's ahead of the game on the chipsets. Quadruple-core nano-circuits and a sleek, sexy designer package. Ultra-thin, look. You're talking, but it's all geek to me. Can we go? Yeah, I suppose.
0: Help me! Robots running amok. Donna, we're on. Remain
1: where you are.
0: Bex, grab my hand. Go, Donna. One of us needs to. I just I can't. Come on, if oh. you're
1: coming. Don't want to dislocate a dislocated shoulder for nothing. Do not run.
0: We require test subjects.
1: Ah, there it is. Vagabonds' Reach, tavern of taverns, most feared social environment in the galaxy. You've never been up Sugar Hut on a Tuesday. You don't know everything about me. Ready? Is this the front door? They don't even have bouncers. Yeah, basically, think of them all as bouncers. Doctor, no, Stay still! Watch out! Ah! Oh, uh, thanks. Oh, no, we're the one stranger. I hands! that table is natural! Doctor, what is happening? Doctor, I'm I'm hanging onto your banner, and uh, there's a skeleton around my neck. Oh. Oh, that has definitely never happened before. Ah! Big finish. We love stories. What are you saying? They fizzled in somehow?
0: Like the TARDIS?
1: Yeah, transmat from another dimension. The, the,
0: the TARDIS doesn't fizzle. It's more of a... So going into this, and just to kind of, I guess, give a note that other reviewers have said, Your enjoyment of the three stories in this set, uh, Technophobia by Matt Fitton, Time Reaver by Jenny Culligan, and Death in the Queen by James Goss, will probably be... Culligan. What did I say? Culligan. (laughs) Sorry, Jenny Culligan, if you're listening out there, I apologize. (laughs) Uh, But your enjoyment of these will likely be colored by how much you enjoyed this pair on television, or I guess really enjoyed their era on television, which I guess for once is going to maybe make me the party pooper here, because I have to admit, as I've said before on 20 Megabyte, um, and as I think I've probably said here on this podcast as well, I'm not a huge fan of the RTD era whatsoever, and that includes these two here. In fact, there's a huge chunk of the RTD era throughout most of Series 3 and indeed the first half of Series 4. I could basically live without, and I don't go back and watch very often. I don't quite know what it is about it that doesn't appeal to me. Um, it may be the fact that it is very kind of disposable in terms of its storytelling. You, know, you go off, you have a nice Rob, yeah, it's great to watch once, but if you try going back to it again, it's... It's disposable. There's not a whole lot of substance there. And yeah. there's an argument that's often made that Russell T. Davies era was very much a, a style over substance most of the time. And yeah. I like this pair, don't get me wrong. And Tennant's a fantastic actor. Uh Tate has done some wonderful stuff in Doctor Who and elsewhere. But it's sometimes the characterizations I felt didn't quite work. And there's I have a long series of issues with Tennant's Doctor, particularly the way he was characterized and the fact that they put so much time and effort into oh, I did him. They put so much time and effort into him being the Doctor, you know, the single one, the greatest, the best, and whatever, to the point that when Tennant mm. and Davies decided to leave the BBC seriously considered pulling the plug on Doctor Who, because they didn't think anybody else was going to accept that. But having mm. seen, and yeah. I know that yes, it was a hugely successful year and it did well in the ratings, and there are raving fangirls of David Tennant, but for a lot of Mm. Doctor Who fans, particularly from the classic series bent such as myself, you as well, Robert, and a lot of Big Finish's general listener base, who that Mm. didn't do much for. for Big Finish, legendary for rehabilitating Colin Baker's 6th Doctor, for rehabilitating Bonnie Langford's male, for expanding what characters could do on screen. And I think that there was some hope On my part... Even even the Seventh Doctor. Yeah, and the Seventh Doctor as well. For a lot of of people. You know, and and they sort of gave the Seventh Doctor a chance to show their more to it. Of course, McGann's Doctor wouldn't be a Doctor without Big Finish, I'd argue. Uh, But, you know, given that they'd done all that, you'd think Big Finish going in would do, not necessarily a full-on rehabilitation, but they would be able to kind of come to it and take the criticisms of this era and of this Doctor on board and try to do something with it and i'm sad to say having listened to all three of these stories not only do i think they made no effort to try and address any of those criticisms they basically gave us more of the same which i think is my biggest problem with these three stories basically there's a it's just a it's just a stylistically all three of these on though they're audio dramas rather than tv episodes felt like that could have been unused scripts from the season these two characters and actors worked together from. That is not necessarily a good thing, in, in my mind. Well, what, are, yeah. what are the
2: criticisms that you you think they did not um, take into account?
0: It's, ki- light, it's lightweight.
1: It's very lightweight. Yes. Not, there's no substance to them. Well, not a, there's, And yeah. it's like breezy. It's very breezy. It just flows through very fast, With a bit like the TV episodes. Yeah. You know, it's like 45 minutes, you got to tell a story. And, you know, part of my criticism, when you, when you do a one-off uh, episode and it just goes by so fast, there's no time to develop anything. It's by well, that.
0: There's, there's, It's a, another case of style over substance. And I think that a lot of going into this, there was a lot of hype. Oh, my God, they're going to have David Tennant back. And he's going to be with Catherine Tate. Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. And I feel like that... That's what propels this set is oh my god it's David Tennant and Catherine Tate back together playing the doctor and donna. Yeah. There's no real at- which,
1: which I enjoy. Yeah, which
0: the two of them together are always a joy to watch even if the stories they're in yeah. frankly aren't any good, mm. which did happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there mm-hmm. I think there's a reason why I prefer the back half of series 4 over the first half of it because they got away from trying to do light and frothy. Yeah, like turn left, turn left is a good example. Yeah, and, you know, and that was a case in point of, de- of developing characters. And Big Finish has shown mm. with classic series doctors and the classic series companions that even if they're filling in the proverbial missing adventure slot between TV stories, they can do a lot of development of characters and exploring yeah. who they are and pushing the boundaries of what those characters are and what they can do. They made no attempt here, I think, to do that whatsoever. And instead, what they gave us no. were, very shallow, were, were very shallow stories, which is often a criticism leveled with the TV era. Not only that, okay. but okay, okay. You've already said that you've already said
2: that, um and you've said it about two or three times now. Um, repetition so, for emphasis. Yes. So, <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. So let me put a stop to it for a moment. When something as highly favored as the Tenth Doctor, you know, and the Donna um, combination, come around again. Doctor Donna. Here, here. Dr. Donna. <laughs> yeah, Doctor yeah. Donna. I I don't think people are looking for depth of character. I don't think they're looking for interesting and creative scripts. I think people want to be taken back to what they thought they what had. What the era was. What the yeah. era was like. I think as an introductory set, this was basically a let's refresh everybody's memory as to what it was that we did love about this. Um, and I think it succeeded in that. Um. Now, if Big Finish wants to start evolving these characters mm-hmm. uh, and giving them depth and giving them more creative directions to go, I think that would be a great follow up. But I, for one, and, you know, and I'm speaking just for myself, but I, uh, I don't think I'm alone. I was delighted just to listen to them again. And I didn't care that the stories were lightweight. In fact, I'm, I was kind of glad they were lightweight, except for Time Reaver. I think Time Reaver was a complete waste of script. Mm. But I thought Technophobia and Death and the Queen, totally predictable, but lots of fun. There were ugly things in yes. them. Um, you know, it's not like they; it was all fluff and nonsense. But for me, it was listening to a pair of people who are eminently enjoying each other's company. Oh, you can, you can happy, tell that yes. Yeah, you can hear <laughs> You can just hear it in there, and I'm so happy to be a part of hearing them again. Um, and I, I, I don't care. I wasn't looking for depth and challenge and, and all that. I was just looking for, you know, take me there again, uh, and and it did successfully. Except for Time Weaver, um, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of harp on Time Weaver because I found that confusing, contradictory, and unnecessarily convoluted. Yes. You know, I just yeah, it just didn't belong there. But yeah, and I think a lot of people are very happy with what we got. And and yes, if it continues, if they continue on down this road of light fluff, no development, you know, I'll get tired of it and I won't be interested anymore. But, but Big Finish's gift is to give us the people that we yeah. love. And then start to take us on a journey with them. And that's what I hope the future of this is, which is, but yeah, so I'll I'll try not to repeat myself. Um, So I disagree. I I understand what you're looking for, um, Matthew, but you do tend to want to be grabbed by the lapels and made to pay attention to interesting and different things. But that isn't what this was about. So I understand your disappointment. But I think you're kind of alone there. (laughs) Well, I
0: don't think I am because I just because when I listened to these almost two weeks ago now, um, and it's something actually, Mary, you noted on Facebook was the fact that I actually went ahead of actually us recording, which is something I never do, which is post my thoughts on stuff. And I actually just went out in several places, several of the bigger Big Finish groups on Facebook and just said, this was a bitter disappointment. And I was, su- oh yeah, I was surprised by the fact that I had people agreeing with me, including uh, James from the, the late lamented Doctor Lee podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but he's another one who's realized who the who the um, who the audience was for this. The RTD era was bringing in a whole different kind of audience than the people who were dedicated to the classics, uh, classics some. Um, and I would say Moffat is continuing or continued several years appealing to that same audience um so yeah the the dedicated doctor who classic people would stand off from this and think ew you know this was what was all wrong about what happened what came back but look at the legions of people i mean as we said in the very beginning of the podcast their server crashed yeah. so many people were down look at the people that this is bringing to big oh, finish that yeah have, have never been drawn in because it's like oh who cares about these right. classic Doctors?" This is bringing them in. Uh, and and I, I hope that this is Big Finish's way of grabbing them and bringing yeah, them along. I think
0: I, I understand that. And I can completely agree. What bugs me about it is, is that you're just handing out more of the same instead of saying, hey, let's do something different. And Hey, this is what we as a company, Big Finish, can do that's different from what the TV well, series did. It's basically like here, you have some more of the same. And it's kind of the same Mild disappointment I yes. had with the first War Doctor set back in December. That, having gotten a hold of John Hurt and being able to tell Time War stories, Nicholas Briggs and Big Finish in that first set decided, "Hey, let's just do more traditional Dalek stories." It's like that. Is that really what getting yeah. done?
2: Yeah. Well, I was disappointed in the War Doctor stories too, but for a different reason. I mean, we didn't. We don't know anything about the War Doctor. He's not a beloved right. character like these two are. So they could do anything with him. And I thought they wasted him. Um, but these are beloved characters. And I just like being bathed in the things I loved about them. But you know what I think
1: is that Big Finish really are pandering to the, I don't know, the the new yeah. fans. And and I think sometimes it's like Doctor Who, especially during the Year, sort of pandered to the... um. Kids who don't have the, you know, the long attention spans, so they don't, you know, delve too deeply into anything sort of serious or, or anything of any substance. And it's just like, uh, the M, you know, the MTV generation who, um, you know, like flashy videos and all that, which the RTD era was a lot of that.
2: But that was normal television. It's still normal yeah. television. If and they start to, to deep serious subjects... People would say, Whoa, this isn't the doctor who I remember as a kid or whatever. I saying <laughs> serious serious subjects. But yeah, something a bit more um, I don't
0: know. It's like But they do treat serious subjects, even our T right, V did. But the way that stuff often got treated was let's do, you know, farting aliens, for example. Because Alien alien, Aliens won yeah. in World War Three is a huge political allegory of nine eleven and the Iraq War and the rush to war after that arguably under false pretenses at least that's uh seems to be what the story is saying but to be able to tell that story they did it light frothy and with farting aliens and it's just kind of like
2: okay hmm. but what about uh what is the the doctor dances was the second one what was the first Uh, one empty child Child and the doctor dances yes there was humor in that but it wasn't light and fluffy neither one of them by any means no no No. Agree so, that. I mean, you're, you're picking one example. I can throw well, another that's also, you. Well, know, also two
0: very different writers, but it's sort of, you know, when we think about it, it's, you know, mm. well keep in mind, Aliens Dal- or 3 is Russell T. Davies, and the other one, uh, Empty Child, Dr. Dances is Stephen Moffat. Yes. Albeit no. under Davies. Stephen Moffat. I know, but it's still the RTD era. We're talking yeah. era here. But you also, as well, moving into tennis here and getting away from Eccleston for a bit, because Eccleston is almost often his own, the Eccleston seasons almost often its own bubble to some extent.
2: And what about Family of Blood? Once again,
0: written by somebody who wasn't Russell T Davies, but
2: yeah, it's RTD era we're yeah, talking about.
0: But there's a, there's also a reason why out of season three, there's Human Nature, Family of Blood, and Blank, and that's about the only three things from that third season I actually watch. And,
1: and that's what people, sort of people sort of rave about yeah. too. What about you? People, people don't people don't rave about uh, World War Three and, um, uh, and World War Three and Aliens of London. Do they? And
0: they don't rave about. People right right Smith you know. and Jones. What people remember from Partners in Crime, which is the the first time this two was really, I like the comedy. Yeah, in people that. remember the comedy. They remember <laughs> these two together. Yeah. They don't Pompey. remember there were comedy episodes, yeah. and there were sad. There was Pompeii,
2: and there was Utopia. Uh, you know, there there there's the the light and fluffy, and there was yeah. the serious. But I,
0: it strikes me that when we talk about the RTD era, we remember the emotional stuff. We remember the characters. We remember the character arcs. We don't remember most of the actual stories or what any of them were about, and I think that the reason for that is because they were disposable television. You could watch them once, you could watch them, and that was yeah, like the yeah. And... That's just, just like the spot. Why am I remembering serious stories? I mean, that's what we're that's what we're remembering, but the serious stories stand out because everything else around them is light and fluffy. And what I'm oh, trying to suggest here, um, come
2: on, Matthew. No, Matthew, you are way too dismissive. What I'm trying
0: to say uh, here.
2: You're trying to you're trying to encapsulate a, a whole era with a few words, and it doesn't work because there were all kinds. time out! time out! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think
1: I think yeah. You know, when you look at these three stories in this box set, is that they're more? They seem to be more along the lines of the aliens of London. They're not the. I, I think maybe it could have done with a bit of. Um, Light yes. and shade, rather
2: than just seem to be on one yes. tone. Thank you, Rob. No, and that we, was just have fun. And- we have Donna in Death and the Queen, oh. playing very much to the same kind of character that she was in Fires of Pompeii, uh trying to save yeah. everybody. And so, I would not dismiss this as all Most light and fluffy. Most
0: of it is light and fluffy, and that's what bugs me about it. Is that what I think makes those makes the series episodes in my mind stand out? Is the fact that they stand out from whether we think, whether we all agree on it or not, you know, some of the lighter episodes, mm. the Partners in Crime, the Smith and Jones, the big season finales, for example.
2: Well, we remember the light, we do remember the comedy, we do remember that great repartee that um, those two right. have together. And yes, this this box set evokes that again. But oh, it's it yeah. in some of the serious that was also a part of their relationship as donna evolved with the oud uh, remember the story uh, of her sympathizing yeah, with the, the oud yeah. uh, fires of pompeii and all that i mean that was there too yeah. so for you to be so dismissive of this makes me think that that you are trapped in your own idea of what that whole era was like
0: i, I mean i just I very recently went back and revisited this era with admittedly an ex-girlfriend at this point, who, I, who got into Doctor Who, and we were sitting down rewatching all this. And in rewatching it, I found that a lot of the opinions I already had, a lot of my memories of it, weren't false. My opinions hadn't changed that much in the, what, seven, eight years since this was all broadcast. And as I said, what bugs me about this set is it feels like it encapsulates a certain part of that era that they went for, let's do the comedy, let's do the repartee between them, Let's not, you know, and it's it's not all one shade. Fair enough, but for most of us, particularly the first two stories, it goes for do trying to be sort of lighter, slightly fluffier, and it does something that bugs me about the R.T.D. era a lot, which is that it evokes it tries to evoke the emotion in it. But I don't know if it's just me as a matter of my personal taste or what, but often both in the TV series and here. When they try to do that, it came across as feeling hollow and forced, like, oh, you should yeah. care about these characters. Don't need a reason why you should care about these yeah. characters, but you should care about these characters. Time reaver for me towards the end of it with the business that happens with the little girl, for example. And the
2: When you have a whole civilization shooting themselves with a time extension gun so that they can extend the, the life of their planet or their experience of their life of their planet. You find that light I and fluffy? Don't, but
0: it's it's forced emotion because there's suddenly, there's all this light and fluffy stuff going on around it because you have big, gelatinous gangster, for example. And then it's like, oh, let's throw oh, okay. seriousness in here so you care about everybody you probably wouldn't care about otherwise. It feels hollow. No,
2: not to me, not to me.
0: We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but as I said going into this, I think your appreciation for this era on television is going to very much color how you're going to feel about mm-hmm. this. And
2: very exactly, much so. exactly. I couldn't, I could not agree with that comment more. If you, if you were not a fan of, of- that era and the the Donna and Tenth Doctor relationship, then yeah, this is gonna be wasted on you. If you saw the value in it, if you found it um, you know, fun, but there was also the serious things that came up, you're gonna find that here too. So that's where I think that's pretty much where yeah. we stand on this. I mean,
0: this I, I love Tenet, and I love Tate and I love them together, especially towards the end when they had evolved her character and they were doing interesting things with their characters. The problem for me, as I said, is that this is seems to be evoking the earlier stuff in that season with them, rather than doing other stuff. And it feels like it's it's all of one piece, which slightly bugs me to some extent. Because for me, it's everything that's wrong with this era rather than everything that's okay, wrong with Okay, okay. That'll be the fourth time you said that. Yeah, well, Repetition Francis,
2: Robert would say. <laughs> You just don't want somebody to disagree with you. You want to have the last word.
0: Around. I think once you get okay. to the issues, certain issues that you may or may not have. All right. Um As I said, Tennant and Tate, you know, whether you like the stories in it or not, they're always worth watching. They're always worth listening to. And I think it's very much a return to form for them here. I mean, it's it's like they've not just stepped out of the studio in 2008. You know, there's a sense that they've not been away.
2: Well, actually what bothered me um, in technophobia um the first story is that at first it sounded like they were trying yes. too hard to re-reestablish um i felt it, it a little bit forced at the beginning but once they got into the story i felt like it flowed more naturally but yeah at first i found I've it had, irritating i other people um, say
0: that as well um i was just having okay. a conversation actually with uh Rick Cross who's a writer in Doctor Who fan here and he made the same comment that with his listening to technophobia was difficult because it felt uh, forced together and trying to have the chemistry again rather than trying to do it naturally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As that story goes along, and you know, for Time Weaver as much as I hated it, and Death and the Queen, I think they were pretty much yeah. back to form. Um, but I found I found the um, the idea of technophobia yes. kind of interesting. Anytime time we pick on the very technology that we all depend on, you know, make an interesting story out of that, I always think it's worthwhile. It makes us think twice about what are we so dependent yeah. on? You know, we've got Siri who talks to us. Well, in this, we've got Sylvie. Yeah. Right? Is it Sylvie? I um, don't. My phone doesn't talk to me. Well, my phone doesn't talk to me either. I don't have an iPhone. Um <laughs> no but so many people do and they live with mm. off their phones that run, they run everything off their phones Ridiculous. Yeah. uh uh-huh. and so when people are reduced to having no clue to what any of it means and down to the fear of that very technology i found that a very interesting yeah, it's, story it's got
0: an interesting it's got an interesting idea at sort of the heart of it which i think all yeah. things do i think the one of the problems i have is the execution of them because it mm. feels like technophobia, I mean, technophobia basically boils down to comedy alien threat trope again, which is mm. quickly becoming a cliché in Doctor Who. It was, I think it was already a cliché by the time this era was going out on television. They're also in the London Underground, and it's like, haven't we done this story before somewhere?
2: Cookie cutter yes. type stuff, at the risk of repeating myself, you know, it was less the stories and more the uh, the matchup that <clears throat> drew me in and would draw drop. <clears throat> but
1: if you take, so, like, when we finish first started, right, you look at the stories that they started with, and they weren't pandering to the everyday Joe. I don't know whether it's the audience that they're pandering to this time, with, you know, the RTD era and the modern sort of era, but, you know, when they start off the stories and you look at the stories where you remember now, you know, things that have lasted throughout the years, and they aren't sort of the, you know, the, the era-type stories. These are. But are you really going to remember them like, say, you remember things like Chimes of Midnight for or course, whatever? Are you course. going to remember yeah. these stories? Yeah. Are you going to remember them in, a year, in several years' time and think, oh, technophobia, yeah, that was a good story, yeah you know are you gonna sit there and think now i don't for me i don't think i i will well no chimes of
2: midnight was not the first story chimes of midnight no i know a while after and what i'm looking for is for them to develop these yeah. two characters uh i, I we're not going to start off with them in a relationship other than what they what we last mm-hmm. saw them
0: in are we no i mean what in somewhere in theory you could do a first disc which is just re-establishing everybody's this is the relationship and whatnot. Yeah. So I would argue that in the current age of Netflix, DVDs, Hulu, Amazon Prime, etc., <coughs> there is not necessarily the need that there was in 1999, 2000 when Big Finish started up, in the sense that oh, we have to reestablish yeah. who these characters are because people might not have heard, watched, read them in X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Because presumably, with mm-hmm. Netflix and whatnot existing, you know, you could you can go back and experience this. If I wanted to go back and experience Tenth Doctor and Donna on TV, I could go do that because the Series 4 DVD box set is sitting on my entertainment center, for example. And what really, I think, could have happened here was that, yes, you could have had an opening disc, which is just reestablishing who these characters are and playing that world again. Whether it was hugely necessary or not, I don't know. Uh, and then you could have gone off in discs two, three, and if you wanted to do a fourth disc, but they didn't, so they did three and you could go off and start expanding on that. What it feels like we potentially mm. got was a overlong reintroduction to the characters and to this pairing, which may be what some people wanted, but I know, speaking for myself and certain yeah. other people I've encountered to talk to, it certainly was not what I wanted when I came into this. What I wanted coming into this was, oh, great, these characters are back. What can Big Finish do with them? And the answer for this set was, yeah. we're just going to do more of the same.
2: Okay, yeah. okay. So you've said the thing is that, I mean, look at other other sets like Jago and Lightfoot. It's just Jago and Lightfoot. People love yeah. those characters. And whatever the stories, whatever the box sets, people just want Jago and Lightfoot just like they are. But, and they, can, yeah, but they do different a, things with them each yeah. time.
1: But, but they don't they change them into the 60s. They have I'm them going, going to the Six well, Doctor.
2: Well, where them and the stories exist. you write around them don't matter. They are still just Jago and Lightfoot like, relating to each other like they always do. Um, they don't change, and everybody's happy with that. Uh, so if if the Doctor, the tenth Doctor and Donna never change, well then it's either your cup of tea or it isn't. But I, you know, I wouldn't put so much weight on. Them. <laughs> You are expecting way too maybe, much on maybe this, I did,
0: Matthew. But uh, it's entirely possible. And I'm also keeping in mind I have a British friend of mine who's involved, who's gotten involved in the radio in the radio drama in audio drama industries in the UK, who met somebody and whom they did not name who used to be involved with Big Finish, and they mentioned uh, to this person without realizing that they had worked with Big Finish that they were a Big Finish listener and fan, and said that this person got dismissive of them because they said Big Finish caters to Doctor Who fans who will buy anything. And I want to disagree with that. And then something like this comes along and is a huge success and a huge hit. And everybody's raving about it, even though it's, for me, style over substance.
2: Okay, so you're insulting all the people who like what they like. I mean, there are really stupid shows on TV, too, that are hugely popular. Um, People like what they like. And, you know, you, you passing, you know, your lofty judgment on this isn't going to discourage the people who just love the Dr. and Donna relationship and don't want well, it to change. I'm not
0: wanting them to necessarily change the relationship. What I'm wanting is good stories. I want good original ideas. And basically, as I said in my Facebook posts, the the basic ideas at the heart of all these and the executions of them, Big Finish have done before, and as, as far back as 2000 and 2001.
2: Well, and that's fine. That's fine. People are not looking for challenging stories. They're looking for Dr. and Donna. And this is giving it yeah, to them.
0: that it is, but it's not giving them anything else, and that's what bugs me.
2: It's not giving you what you want. <clears throat> yeah, but listen,
1: all of this is just our opinions, our own opinions. This is what how we feel about it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Big British will do what they're yeah. going to do, you know, whether we like it or not. But, you know, Matthew and I are just saying that for us, it's not maybe our yeah. cup of tea. But I, I did like things like, about it. I did like you know, the way they are together. I, I think that's fabulous. They've mm. captured that down to a T, and you can tell the, the fun through with it. But I'm sure
2: several years from now I'm going to think of, well, oh, what were those stories about? I've got no idea. In the extras, someone even talks about how how amazing David Tennant is, that given a script, and he just yeah. kind of, for him it's a springboard. He just takes off with it. And you can yeah. hear that, especially in yeah. Death and the Queen. Uh, yeah. He... You can tell all of the little impromptu moments of things that occurred. I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah, all, all kinds of fun and interesting things. And and I am just enjoying that. You know, so whatever. Anyway, so convince me the Time Weaver is a better story I than think I it's think it is. I better story
0: is. than you think it is. I actually absolutely agree with you.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then let's move on to Which Death is, and the Queen. Of, of um, the three, I,
0: that's my favorite. Totally yeah, of the three, that's my favorite.
2: Totally predictable. I mean I knew from almost the opening thing you know everything that was going to happen and I didn't care yeah. because I was so into uh, here hearing David Tennant be you know his creative yes. self with the script mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> hearing Donna re what that that caring about saving people thing that she g- gave us when she was you know on, in the TV yeah. series uh that was there with her so for me this was the best story yeah,
1: of I would the agree with okay you know what i remember i i have that i remember the uh line about you know the magic wand that was yes. in that one wasn't it yeah and
0: yes it was <laughs> dancing with the figure of death which is just a great visual image it and is. there's good uh-huh. i mean there's good performances scattered throughout all three of these releases and you do have familiar voices Terry Malloy, for example showing up in the second one um mm-hmm. not necessarily in the greatest role yeah beth, yeah, chalmers. beth chalmers in the last one and there's some there's some good
2: yep,
0: humor yeah. throughout them, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I know I'm, I'm sounding terribly mm-hmm. down on all of these. Yes, you are. There's, there's good stuff to them, and as as I said elsewhere, as performance in terms of performances and in terms of productions, they're up to big finishes, usual high standard. <clears throat> oh, you know what was uh,
1: else was funny? Uh, there was the comment about uh, you know the dog saying, "Oh, you humans fall in love yeah. so easily," and, and yeah, you know, when it looks like yeah, you, know, you look at. Uh, for example in Dark Invasion of Earth, Susan and, and wow. David. You know, hmm. that was a sudden thing. There was Leila uh, Leela and Andred and, in um, yeah, exactly that I was thinking about that. About that. time. So you know, that instantly evoked that. But I also love the, the part when um, Donna's trying to get you know, off with the prince and um and, and yeah she's trying to get some time alone with him. And then the doctor suddenly pops up, Goraty, I've never heard of it. <clears throat> Yeah. and I thought that that was quite
2: funny those, those. Uh, uh, and I love David Tennant when he says well just look out the window well no you can't it's a stained yes. no, no, no. yeah. no. glass window Yes. Yeah, but do you have any windows you can look out you know and it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that as a I fan love of things like yeah. The
0: Prisoner of Zenda* and the various Ruritanian romances I, I can enjoy Death and the Queen for that and it does some interesting ideas there. the problem is it's the third story in a set of two other stories I'm not a huge fan of there's good things here and the performances are good across the board, but that's something Big Finish has got a very good high standard of doing. The production values yeah. of these, the sound design is very good across the board. Mm-hmm. Something else I do have a minor quibble with here is the music, but I think that that's because Big Finish, as great as their sound designers and people are and their musicians and whatnot are, they're not going to be able to compete with Murray Gold and the BBC National Orchestra of Wales. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as that opening theme came up i just felt this thrill it's like oh yeah i remember this
0: and that you know doing (laughs) having done such a job never mind if it's a good job or a bad job but literally as we've discovered that's a completely different matter altogether having done such Mm. a job to begin with to recreate the era i think that the music in terms of the production values is somewhere where it's let down because they simply can't compete with having a a Batha award-winning composer and a huge orchestra yeah Yeah.
2: Mm. So I am looking Thank forward everybody. to seeing what they do with the next box set, whether they decide to hold these characters at all, or whether they're just going to keep them on the same, you know, mixed, you know, comedic and serious path that they mm. show in this one. I think they're probably going to do exactly the same. Well, they very well may. I mean, there's an audience out there for this, and I think that, yeah. that, that they should yeah. not ignore them. I think that but I'm I'm finding that I'm finding
1: that though this has been like you doctor i'm finding i'm more interested in the old series rather than the ones. I, I think yeah i don't know they just seem to have lost that magic that yeah. the show well something we've talked
0: about here for a while now especially in our geek out episode at the beginning of the year was that we were because of all these ranges and the fact that there's basically a core group of what eight maybe ten writers writing basically everything yes one, and the fact that there's now 200. Plus main range releases, same with this box set, X amount of box sets coming out of here. Whatever else, I think Mary, you talked about a comment Nick bricks made recently where their big finish is releasing something like 200 to 300 releases a year now. At yeah. some point, it's yeah. yeah. going. Yeah, at some nice point, it. quantity is going to overtake quality. Yeah, right. well,
2: and in some cases, I think it, yeah, it already that's... has. Um, I think they need to
0: expand their writer yeah. circle. And
2: yeah.
0: what I'm what I worry about having heard this, and in particular the first War Doctor set, and I have to say that I, I much loved, much preferred the second set over the first set. What I worry about is, is that too. we have now hit the point of quantity over quality. That's just me, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially with, with this newer stuff.
1: I can understand certain things, so when you, when you look at the they're trying to pan pantyh- to everybody, they're trying to get a new audience, they're trying to get the old audience,
2: things like that.
0: You can't please everybody so, all the time. That much is very yeah. much apparent from this discussion.
2: Absolutely. Mm, Anything else we want to say about this particular release? I, I just hope that they, um
1: I don't know, do, do a story that I can remember next time. But, yeah, I, I, as I said, I love the interactions between everybody, and they do have good high production standards. Uh, I just hope, I don't know, I just don't want them to think, ah, oh, we get to do more yeah. of the same. That, the that same, would be yeah. my
0: exact thoughts altogether. Right there.
1: Mm.
0: I don't think we've ever been uh. quite as divided about anything that we've reviewed as we've been divided this episode. Passionate. And passionate. Oh, we have. Yes, we have.
2: Yes,
0: we have. Well, we've, we we <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the um the two unbounds we did a while back, Full Fathom Five and Exile. I think yes. we were. On- I seem to yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, think we were on the brink of coming to virtual blows over Skype though about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but what's a, what's a friendly disagreement amongst friends I yes. so. as, as we said you know it's only uh, uh
1: individual uh opinions and you know as we know they sold well but i guess the test will be if people come back for the yep. other ones uh whether you know did these people who maybe first stepped in yeah, well, they sort of say, "Oh, well, I'm enjoying this. I might get the yeah. next set." What, I, what I worry, yeah, i I'd be I mean, what
0: I thing. kind of worry about is that there's yes, there's a whole bunch of people who come and buy this set, but who are just going to turn around and go, "Oh, this is more of the same. I wanted something else." That's what I worry about, and I think yeah. maybe that's kind of what propels my criticism of it.
2: Well, I think, for I think, for the the few that are yeah. like you. There are legions out there who came to the, only to the new Doctor era on television, for whom this is exactly what they want. Oh, it reminds me of something uh, on a forum that
1: I've been on, and yeah, these are really dedicated audio Doctor Who fans, and they said it seems to be the last couple of years, and maybe this is because of the quantity over quality. What's been coming out, they say, is very yeah. forgettable uh they, they can't sort of remember anything that stands out over the last few years uh
2: i don't know so maybe it's quantity over quality so maybe it isn't just me that when we talk about these stories i can't remember what yeah. i heard
0: last uh yeah. last yeah. i think mm. we've waffled on enough about this if indeed "waffled" yes. is the word to use for what just happened um We'd very much Mm -hmm. like to hear what you, the listeners, think about this or anything else Big Finish and Doctor Who audio related. So uh, please send in your feedback to feedback.vortex at yahoo.com. You can also post on our Facebook group, Stories from the Vortex. You can comment on our website, uh, storiesfromthevortex.blogspot.com. Or, indeed, you can leave a review on iTunes. That would be very nice of you. And I look forward to all the hate mail I will invariably receive as a result of this episode. (laughs) Well, if you've survived this episode listening to us, we hope you'll join us for our next episode, where we're going to be looking at a random assortment of companion chronicles. Which ones? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out, I guess. But I think we're each picking uh, a favorite or one that we're interested in out and going to give it a spin. So we hope you'll join us for that. But until then, that's goodbye from me. Goodbye
2: for me Thanks. goodbye for them so long
0: thanks for all the fish take care.
2: Oh, 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 thank goodness. Uh,
1: it's, it's you. I, I thought for a moment it was... Uh, well, i uh, just sit down for a moment. Uh, I, I'm glad I, I met you, as a matter of fact. Uh, there's something I, I want to tell you. Uh, when we start out on our next adventures, uh, uh, Jamie, Polly, Ben, um, Victoria, Zoe and I, uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we visit new places. Uh, we also meet some new enemies. Uh, there's the evil Provost Curtis, uh, ruling a place called the Edge... There's the monstrous integral. And there are horrible figures waiting for a, a special train in 1920. It's all just a little bit more frightening than last time. So <clears throat> I, I want to warn you that if your your mummy or, or daddy are scared, you, you just get them to hold your hand. Oh, here we go again. I better go. See you soon. <laughs> I hope.
2: To who? The Companion Chronicles. The Second Doctor. Volume 1. Coming June 2016.